Welcome to Daybreak with Ted Tibbet and Michael Paul. If you have a comment, you can call us now at 261-0898 or pound 981 on any ceasefire device. Our email is newsradiomornings at gmail.com. Cause all of me loves all of you. Love your curves. Michael, I don't know. Is that you singing to Gene this morning? <laughs> That's not me singing to Gene, but look. Everybody needs a friend that is a big thinker, and my friend Gino Valentino from down in Escambia <laughs> County, Pensacola, is a big thinker. And, you know, a lot of times I bounce things off, Gene, and we're you know pretty good friends. We talk, I don't know, two, three times a week, Gene? Yeah. Well, you know, that big thinking stuff you're talking about, you got to convince my wife. <laughs> well, you're never a big thinker in your wife's eyes, you know, yeah. <laughs> because, because they're too smart. Yes. You know, they're, they're, they're all smarter than us anyway. <laughs> I, I have nothing to gain by commenting on that. <laughs> well, she, I mean, she's down in Pensacola. She's probably not lit. Oh, is she in the room? Well, she's in the other room, and every once in a while she'll stick her head in it with her arms folded and say, what? <laughs> what is he talking about? Uh, okay, so my good friend Gene Valentino, former Escambia County Commissioner, and truly an entrepreneur, uh, I, I'll tell you, what is your website, Gene? I want people to go there and just take a look at what you do. It's my name, www.genevalentino.com. He's got some great stuff on there. He's an entrepreneur, an investor. Uh, he he was involved in the, uh, in the uh, financial business for a long, long time. Which brings me to the, to our first question. You know, I saw yesterday, and I mentioned this to you this morning, and you and I talked about it just a little bit, but Jeff Bezos, after Amazon has lost money for years and years and years, all of a sudden now they're making money and he has resigned. And, you know, i got two questions about Jeff Bezos. How did he get so rich losing money, and how does a company that doesn't make money go from $30 a uh, share to three thousand dollars a share i'm just curious how all that works well that is the question of the day and the answer is expectation it's people invest not necessarily on what they're seeing today but what they're hoping for tomorrow right so night 1999 to the year 2000 going rewinding the clock a little bit amazon stock was under twenty dollars a share today it just crested at over $3,400 a share, if you had only known, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's the whole thing about investing, right? But here's what's crazy. During that period of time, the last 15 years in particular, Michael, he he was losing money. He was borrowing up the yin yang, and the shareholders are scratching their head each year saying, well, that makes sense, let's do it. That makes sense. Let's do it. Deeper and deeper into debt he went until most recently. Now, this past fourth quarter 2020, uh, Amazon's reporting over $100 billion of revenue, $124 billion of revenue in just the last quarter. One of the uh, new tech giants in our nation, Amazon, uh, running a close second in that league of play is Google when, with their acquisition of YouTube and their um, we're ha- this information technology, the whole fintech area, Michael, is, is what we call disruptive change. More money is flowing into technology 
than ever before. We used to think of blockchain in terms of um, uh, Shatashi Nakamoto, the founder of the concept of blockchain, which actually was used in the early days with Bitcoin. Yeah. But the whole concept of uh, of blockchain, which is the underwriting underlying uh, technology behind the Bitcoin, it extends to all ICOs, all um, currency um, I- encrypted currencies, uh, and and the whole the whole game as we know it is going to change uh, d- d- in a disruptive way over the next years ahead. We saw recently, uh, it was it was pretty interesting because, you know, I last week I or maybe it was earlier this week, Ted. I don't remember. We were talking about this uh, this huge uh, buy of Game Stock, uh, GameStop stock by just regular folks out there who were sort of bucking the system because some of the hedge fund guys had shorted that stock. And then, you know, when they short it, they spread rumors about the company and they talk about it and they try to make it go down because why they make money if it goes down. Will you just explain how that works and, and how this happened? And we even see that happening to silver now. Uh, What do you, what do you think about all this? And how does that play? Yeah, this is an area that has long, uh, has long been overlooked in the, um, financial markets they've kind of looked the other way especially as bigger boys and girls came into play like amazon like google but to answer your question this is nothing more than expectation again it's playing around with the minds of people's expectations if i give most of the world out there the the thinking that the stock's going to run up in value well you're going to invest a certain way today or or put a, a warrant on an investment today in the hopes of what it will be tomorrow, uh, on the high side, or the opposite's true. You're gonna, you're gonna uh, uh, um, get into it, or or buy on the expectation that it'll fail by spreading rumors of its failure. And <clears throat> smaller tech, smaller investment groups and venture capital groups have have been disruptive in this area as well, forcing the Federal Trade Communications uh, FTC. Commission. I'm sorry, I'm thinking of the FCC, the, the, the Federal Trade Commission. Don't talk about the FCC here. Yeah, <laughs> those are the good guys, right? Yeah, they are. That's right. <laughs> kind of like your um, wife. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that, that's right. They're watching what you say. Exactly. Um, now, that's that's good and bad, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah, we, we get concerned at times about authority restricting our free speech, and then we get uh, very proud of it at times for limiting, um, protecting from bad behavior in the FCC. The same, the yeah. same applies to the FTC in, in the way it makes, uh, it creates a, um, a, uh, a market, a commerce, um, platform for you and I to invest in. It's, um, there's a book out by the name of entitled the future is faster than you think by a friend of mine named Peter Diamandis. He, he writes about how converging technologies are transforming business and industry, our lives in general. On the big side of the scale, you've got Amazon and Google and YouTube that, that you mentioned first in the broadcast today. But sitting down, think about the future of a cashier. Uh, who's going to college to study to be a cashier? Right. Who's going to go to college to study to be a travel agent 
when I'll bet you you booked your Delta airline ticket online. Yeah, no, that's right. And I don't go Delta if I can, if I can help it. Okay, <laughs> gotcha. And even the banking, even the banking industry is changing because of this disruption and things moving so fast. What does the banker say to you when you go in for a loan? Well, let me have uh, three years of your financial statements. Yeah, well, let me tax. tell you something. But things are happening so fast in this disruptive technology that the 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 um, the business owner, the entrepreneur taking the risk, doesn't have the time to give three years of financials because by the time they get three years of financials, the technology concept will be behind the curve. Yeah. It won't be leading edge anymore. That's where the Amazons got bigger and bigger because they could move more responsive, responsibly, um, quickly, that the little guy couldn't. So what's happening in fintech is a lot of little entrepreneurs are looking for a lot of little investors to come in in lieu of the banks. The banks uh-huh. cannot, the banks want three to five years of financial statements, but Michael Pohl might say, you know, that radio station down in Hattiesburg might be a pretty good investment. I think I'll invest in it myself. The heck with the bank. Right. Uh, and so all of a sudden, you got a new radio station in right. your portfolio. Well, that didn't just happen. That happened because you're working hard saving your nickels and dimes every day on the stations you own today. Right. And that's, that's, the, that's, that's the genesis of how we're going to see disruptive uh, uh, changes in fintech. And how about say- Uber? How about Uber, Michael? Whoever used the word Uber ten years ago, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I I got to get out and get a taxi. Now everyone's saying I got to get an Uber. What's the difference? Well, there's plenty of difference. They just uh, there's words in, in in our culture we take for granted that are changing overnight. You're absolutely right. Uber is something we never thought of 10 years ago, wouldn't even have imagined it. How does it work? And they have completely taken over the taxi business. Basically, taxi companies are going out of business. Yeah, and think of the jobs it created. I was worried about, um, I'm a little um, sour on politics these days, but um, I was watching the news this morning about how the jobs are up uh, 175,000 jobs uh, from last month, it's kind of crazy when you see uh, the president um, uh, killing the pipeline and uh, a few other deals that are going to put hundreds of thousands of people out of work. Uh, there was a disruptive change of more jobs in the market, um, in the marketplace uh, uh, that exceeded expectations. Fifty to seventy thousand jobs were expected last night, last month. There was over 170,000 jobs uh, that that came into fruition. Yeah. So the balls are up in the air, especially with the marketplace, as to what the future beholds in the next uh, year or two. So You've what got is a this? crystal ball. I'd love to look at it. That's what I was going to just ask you. In your crystal ball, what do you see for the investor of the future? we got about a minute left. The investor of the future will be more guarded. The Trump administration gave everybody the uh, courage to step out a little bit more aggressively. Now I think, uh, at least for me, I'm dialing it back about 8 to 10%, and I'm going to save 8 to 10% more, anticipating more taxes 
and a certain downturn in the economy. I will protect the corpus of what my investment and my assets are, but I will make allowances for putting aside 8% just to protect for unforeseen taxes and regulation. So you think it could be that much, 8 to 10%? Well, uh, because not only will the taxes go up, but then your supply, your your demand of uh, purchasing, number of people advertising on the station may go down a little bit, too. Huh. We don't want to hear that. Well, it's not your fault. It's yeah. uh, your problem, but it's not your fault. It's um, it, it's that government has, done, has not been a friend, uh, at least from what I've seen since November, in stimulating the economy around your operation. Right. My goodness. Okay, Gene Valentino. Uh, you can go to GeneValentino.com, right? That's correct. And check him out. Uh, Gene, a big thinker, and we appreciate you joining us, Gene. Thank you. Always a pleasure, Michael. All right, good morning from the Southern Pine Electric Weather Center, your local forecast. It's 26 out at the Hattiesburg Laurel Regional Airport.